Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Happy Sunday. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Monday for everyone who's listening yeah. to this now. Um, Monday. Monday. It's Happy Sunday Monday. Sunday. It's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jeremy. Cool. And we are soul brothers and sisters who met during an ayahuasca ceremony. We're soul brothers, soul sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it needs horns. There's more trombone in there, like a lot of like slap yeah. bass. Putting the soul back in it. <laughs> yeah. A little oh funk. My gosh. Um, so what's today? We're uh, it's March fifteenth. The Ides of March. We- of course it's happening yeah. today. It's all happening. If you're, it's if you're all listening happen- to this and your friends are quarantining themselves and there's no toilet paper anywhere to be found. Know that you can still buy bidets. <laughs> yeah. They're available. Water, water, at least for right now, is relatively cheap. I was cheap. looking it up. But, um, yeah. So, how, how do we deal with healing ourselves in a time of panic and crisis? Like, when the collective unconsciousness is just um, basically going ape shit. Uh, well, I mean, there are definitely mantras that we can work with on <laughs> Thanks for Do the um, <laughs> I mean, more than anything else, we're we're going to get into the mantras, yeah. uh, the, the three freight train mantras that are talked about in um, Thomas Ashley Ferran's books. Um, but uh, I think really uh, before that, before you even get into trying to figure out how to pronounce words in a foreign language, um, <laughs> taking deep breaths are such an important thing. And I think right now, especially in this time that we're in, taking a deep breath is kind of scary. You know, it it's uh, especially being in public. And, um, you know, I've noticed with people that I've been working with the past week, they don't want to breathe deep. You know, part of it is, I think, is is that fear of contracting something and there's something about it's that fight flight freeze response that we have Mm -hmm. um for the most part in our culture we don't fight and we don't flight for the most part we freeze like there's more than more than any other response is what we do and on, Um, on top of that um if you aren't freezing you tend to be flying like what we we avoid problems right we push them down we tuck them away. We store them up for later so we can contract diseases. And now it's coming out. And people are really terrified, I think, of the past choices they've made when it comes to health. And I think some people are in a state of panic because they've realized, oh, here's my wake-up call. And I don't think up until this point I've been very healthy at all. Right. So, um, I mean, but this is a really great time for expansion. Like when you have things that you're limited and the places that you can go and the things that you can do, because at, at this moment, you know, places are closing down, but people aren't uh, able to uh, meet in large groups. Mm-hmm. I know as a yogi, uh, lots of yoga studios are either closing or when you're in classes, it's really minimal and everybody's really far yeah. apart. So um, when we have these types of challenges, I think expansion is huge. And part of that is uh, including our health. You know, if you don't feel like you've had control over it beforehand, this is another one of those, uh, another one of those um, 
moments where the universe is kind of shaking you and saying, what have you been doing in the past, you know, a couple of months or a couple of weeks or a couple of years. Me, so just like with the, just, yeah. yeah, just like with the, the planetary mantras that we were talking about and with retrogrades right now, when you have a shakeup and you have a, a, a big change in your life, this is a great time to look back at the things that you maybe been doing that you aren't super happy about. Or maybe things that you have been wanting to do that you've been kind of putting off. Like if you've got two weeks where you're quarantined in your house, don't spend all of it watching Netflix. Right. Like you can spend some of it catching up on your favorite shows, but, you know, pick up that guitar or that banjo or whatever the things are that you've been kind of putting off starting and, you know, get dig into to self-expansion. So this, there's something yourself, else, too, that goes so perfectly. I'm glad you mentioned the planets right now. The sun is in Pisces. And the moon is in Sagittarius, water and fire. It's alchemy, mm -hmm. like to the highest extent, because there's also four planets in Capricorn. And the four planets in Capricorn are the ones that are action and get this done now kind of planets. It's like Saturn and Mars. And when you have this combination in the heavens, it is a wake up call more than anything else. Like, like you said, instead of being on Netflix the entire time, maybe start a meditation practice, start your own yoga practice, figure out what it's like to literally be by yourself with yourself and be perfectly content. Because we don't do that as a culture. We don't know how to be alone. We don't know how to be alone and not lonely. Right. And so. that's one of the things that I love, like, I love about my mantra practice and my, my yoga practice. Like you're not alone. When right. you can tap into divinity and in all things, like, again, you start to do that when you're, if you're doing it in church or if you're doing it in your, in your meditation space in your house, when you start to connect to the bigness and you realize how, how unalone you actually are at first, you probably kind of go through the, the vibe that, um, <laughs> that most people do where it's like, at least for me growing up in the Southeast, again, you had that idea that God's always watching and it's like, okay, well, uh, I don't think he's a creeper and I don't think he's a dick. <laughs> so hopefully he's watching and he's like, Hey dude, what can I do to help out? And then, or if it's goddesses, yeah. you know, what in whatever, in whatever religion it is that you're following that you've got these, these spirits, these disembodied creatures, these entities, these energies that are there that are actually supporting you that are watching. And they're like, Hey, you are manifest. You have manifest form. Let's, let's tap work into with that me and let me ability. Let's yeah. tap into that potential that comes with you winning the lotto ticket to be here. My friend Andy always says that. She's like, your soul won the lottery to get a chance to be on this planet right now. Because so much is happening on this planet right now that there are so many spirits who would love to have a chance to do it. And it's part of the reason so many beings are incarnating on this planet right now is because they all want to be a part of the magic that is literally happening all around us. And mm -hmm. oh, speaking of magic, let's talk real quick about checking in with our energetic fields. We we've done chakras as an episode yep. and we've yep. done um, just some basic ideas of working with the sun and whatnot and kind of, how that can be beneficial but I feel like um, something we haven't talked about a lot is grounding and centering and grounding can be a very useful tool in times like this yes most definitely um, again breathing is a big part of that uh, I think for the most part because we are we are so disconnected from ourselves that when we do feel calm it is so, it is an altered state right. like being regulated space is really an altered state for for the majority of us because if it's not 
if it's not our own bioenergetics that are thrown off um, just from being over caffeinated or if you smoke cigarettes or if you eat a lot of sugar, like having these things inside of our, our body that affect our chemical body, mm-hmm. when it gets to a point where you are, you're a little clean, you know, whether it's through breath work or massage therapy or yoga or, or meditation, when you get to that, that point where you do kind of feel centered and calmed, it's like, it's weird. Yeah. It feels bizarre. Or if you, you know, if you take, if you sleep with your phone outside of your room, if you, <laughs> if you turn your Wi-Fi off, yeah. you know, for the night and actually sleep in a, in a literally quiet right, just house. Just make sure like that, that your house doesn't limited. have any Wi-Fi. Hi. Drive <laughs> everybody a bit nuts. Yeah. Having, um, you know, being able to, being able to kind of reset and, and be that it's one of the reasons why being in nature is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. You know, it's like going out into a quiet space is, is allowing your, yourself to just like have, the, have the volume turned down, you know, inside of your head, inside, uh, like outside, you don't hear traffic going anywhere. Like I live in Boulder. So that's, that is one of the greatest things about living here is having nature like all around me. And if I want to be able to disconnect, even if I take my phone, I don't have a signal. A lot of times, if you go up some of the Canyon roads, you're just, you are literally in the middle of nowhere. When so, you do like an actual know, ritual, what's your practice for grounding and centering? Cause nature is great, but there's a lot of people who aren't going to want to leave their house right now. True. Um, I, again, being, I think being in nature is, is probably safer than even being in your house. a lot of okay. times. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, I, um, my practice for the most part uh, is if I don't wake myself up or if I don't have an alarm set, uh, spirit will wake me up in the morning or my dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so between uh, two o'clock and five o'clock in the morning, I'll get up and I will go and I will drop down onto my yoga mat. Um, I start out by clearing the space, literally. And that is by, uh, you know, again, deep breaths facing east and calling in the energies that rule over air and that rule over the east, that rule over the rising sun and asking those energies to clear out any negativity that may be in that area. You know, with air, that is going to be communication. It's thoughts. The reason why, at least for me, I'm pretty sure that this is standard for most magical Actually, practices. Actually, I do something very but different, it, so keep going. <laughs> okay. So for starting East, clearing my mind and clearing any of the extra noises in my head is incredibly helpful because I'm an air sign mm-hmm. and I constantly have things going on in my head. So start out by clearing the air, clearing the East, move to the South, clear the South, Again, you and I, I don't necessarily want to go specifically into my practice, mm-hmm. but clearing the entire area you do. I do east, south, west and north. So that covers air, fire, water and earth. And then I do above and I do below. So above is spirit. That's the Akasha. Uh, and then I do below, which is manifest form. And it's everything all working together. So that's the combination of all the elements. Uh, once that is done, and sometimes it, it may take 20 to 30 minutes for this to actually to be completed. Thank you, Spirit. My clock's going off. Because mm-hmm. um, I do my own practice. And then I started, uh, as of recently, I started doing the uh, the practice that uh, the Golden Dawn actually um, uh, kind of dictates. So it's... But you don't you do, can do any it in, in, grounding of your own energy. Of my yeah. own? I do a lot of breath work and that's it. Yeah, I mean, so I, you're not I, literally I, tying yourself to a grounding cord. No. Okay. See, I no. think that's super important and that's the only way I ever start. And sometimes that's the only thing I ever do. Um, so if I come in to my sweet little sanctuary that is the upstairs corner of my house where I'm sitting right now and I 
am getting ready to even just do the podcast with you. Um, the first thing I do is clearing, but it's not, um, it's clearing of this physical space. It's not a clearing of like all the directions because I haven't set them up yet. Um, right. So I will clear the physical space. I'll get the fan going. I'll open the window if I want to. I'll light some incense and or sage, depending on how dense it feels. Sometimes I just use like um, a little like mister of lavender just to kind of like clear the actual physical air in the room. And then the next thing I do, and this is something that my teachers taught me that I feel like is absolutely essential and very important and very crucial. What's going on right now is grounding where you pause. And you send your, like, your signature energy, whether you envision that as a column of light of the Shishunanadi, whether you envision that as your fetch, whatever it is, you send your energy down into the earth. So below the building you're in, below the bedrock, actually into the magma or the center, um, the core, and then you pull that earth energy up and into yourself. And depending on... um, What you're doing that day, you can decide how far it's going to go. I like to be extremely grounded. So I will literally run that channel of earth energy all the way up past my crown chakra and let it circle around me like a torrid field Mm -hmm. back down into the earth. Um, And that's my grounding. And then my centering is actually doing the opposite direction. So sending my signature energy again back up and I'll send it up into kind of what I've been calling the cosmic void. Um, So in between galactic star energy and pull that Mm -hmm. down and circle that down through my feet because I want my entire spirit soul to journey when I do my work. Um, So the two energies end up mixing and alchemizing within me and I hold the center space because it comes out my feet and like a torrid field circles back up. So then you get the above and below action, but it's literally holding you in place in time and you're not... Uh, your physical body stays in a very grounded state the entire time that you're doing any spiritual work. And a lot of the meditations that I've led people on, I have them do the entire body circulation because I feel like it's safer. Um, However, I have had other teachers who will literally bring the earth energy only up as far as the root chakra and then circle it out the hips and back down. And they'll bring the star energy as far down as their heart. And there's like an open space that's literally just them where the solar plexus is. Um, right. And it, in, it's almost like a Venn diagram that's not touching with a third circle in the middle that's interacting with the other two. So that's a way to do it too. There's so many different ways to do it. Right. Well, I mean, the way that you're describing it is uh, very similar to um... – clearing that I do with people on table so there is that it's like having them imagine sending their energy down to the down to the earth whether it's a chain a rope Mm -hmm. uh you know a silver cord an energetic cord and then up through their crown as well um but yeah like my my morning practice is it's a lot of like expansion it's it's there's a lot of visualization of um seeing how far out in the directions um you can push your energetic field, but, you know, but that's not, man, so. just, to, just to play devil's advocate. That's not grounding. No. So no, what do not. you do Again, to ground? Oh, I go outside. <laughs> put my feet in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I, well, as a tool for people to do, I think it's really important to be able to visualize the grounding mechanism, being able to visualize, um, not just as a clearing, but as something that they're using 
to anchor their energy in times of stress. And um, right. this, I feel like, I don't, I don't know why I felt like you had done it with me, um, but you, every inhale, you send your energy further down into the earth and every exhale, you pull the earth energy up into yourself. So you're using those deep, long breaths because the, the exhale should be longer than the inhale in order to tap into the sympathetic, right? I mean, parasympathetic, right. parasympathetic nervous system. So the one that calms you down. Um, so as you inhale, you're like visualizing your force sending out. And as you exhale, you're pulling up because it's technically the opposite mechanism with your air. So it's, again, magical reversals. That's a, right. a really key tool in a lot of different types of um, magic and witchcraft practices. You do opposite actions and reactions so that you're creating an in-between space and time, in-between the world's reaction. Um, right. And you can do it the other way. You can exhale and send your energy down and inhale and pull the energy up. Um, and it's still just as powerful of a visualization and energetic exchange to do. But I think right now, while everything is going on as much as it is, we can talk about expansion when we get to the Maha video mantra because <laughs> right now we need to figure out how to keep our energy super um, strong. Too us. Yeah, yeah. And, and to just really support that health system basis. And there's so many different ways to go out of our bodies, and there's so few ways to come in. We need to go there's in. definitely a lot of ways to come in. Uh, I mean, just being mindful of muscles that you don't usually pay attention to is a, is a big one, too. Like, if you are in, if you find your seat, and then, again, starting with root, if you were doing, you know, pretty much kegels mm -hmm. or if you're doing like you know squeezing your, your lower your your mulabunda yeah it's like as you start to do that your the energy itself will literally ground inside of yourself so you are more present you're you're starting to you're starting to become aware of muscles and parts of your body that maybe you've been completely disconnected from um and you know slowly start to move that energy up we're kind of going backwards to uh to last week's topic um with that mm -hmm. but again i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of just being present for this is weird mm -hmm. because i'm i'm thinking of how i'm present for other people as opposed to how i'm present yeah. for myself so you're you're really making me think about this <laughs> um, i'm always ever only making you think <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's so true you are always like this is why healers i think get sick because you're constantly yeah. grounding other people you're constantly healing other people and there's not a lot of time left to heal yourself and when we're in a space where everybody's having to be alone by themselves now's the chance to pick up a practice that you don't have before and to like give yourself the space to do all of the work you do for others for yourself yeah and it, it to to find a way to do it that is not food related because mm -hmm. that is one of the big ways that i do ground it's um you know trying to eat healthy treats or I realized um, today I, I left work and I was uh, heading home and I stopped by the grocery store and I was like, this really is kind of like my comfort space. Like if I go to natural grocers or I go to Trader Joe's, there's, there's food around, you know, there's, there's lots of sustenance, right? It's been a lot more strange the past couple of weeks going out mm -hmm. because everybody's kind of in a mad dash to, to stock up their pantry, <laughs> but it is, 
like you walk down the aisles and there's, you know, there's different, um, you go to the, I don't want to say the pharmacy section, but you go to where all the, um, all the supplements and the vitamins are and it's health. You know, it is a, it is a, a, a place that symbolizes uh, healthy eating and taking care of your body. You go to the produce section, it's all a bunch of live green stuff. And at least at the places where I shop, it's, you know, it's not a bunch of like sugary foods and, and other things that I know are going to be detrimental to my health. It's, it's things that make me aware and of, of what the abundance that is actually in the world. So um, I have a very limited and minimal diet that I eat, but when I go to the grocery store, I, it, it makes me feel good, yeah. you know, to go in and spend 30 or 40 bucks. And this is, you know, the, again, this is something that I, I'm, I'm more aware of uh, as we move into this time of constriction of like, that might not be something that's uh, as easily accessible, you know, for us to, to be able to go and feel grounded, especially if you go and you I do not find the shelf. grocery store grounding oh, at all. Oh, I find it panicking. Really? Yeah, I'm like, this no, is I chaos. Love the, I love out of here. No, the grocery store is You my also spa. don't shop with two like, toddlers. And I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically what we're saying is find what's grounding to you. And if what is normally grounding to you isn't accessible right now, whether that's going to a grocery store because they're going to start closing some or going to a yoga class because they're going to start closing some, whatever it is, figure out how to translate right. that to your home life. So if you're in a space where like maybe you have way too many sugary snacks and things in your kitchen, how do you create a space like Jeremy's describing that feels like an abundance of health as opposed to just an abundance of um, things that satisfy you in the moment because that's not going to be health. Um, Also, how do you create nature for yourself when you maybe don't have access to parks or other things because you live in an apartment and you don't want to leave the apartment because of what's going on right now. Um, How do you create that energetically? And so part of the way that you do that actually is shifting the sound vibration. So chanting, and that's, we always come back to this and that's why the podcast is called mantra (laughs) and magic because mantra helps you do the magic. Um, and the first chant that Jared and I have discussed before this that we really want to bring up is one that brings in, I feel like, a lot of nature because, um, I don't know, whenever I picture the being that this is about, I always picture him out in the jungle because a huge part of his story is getting sent as an outcast, like out into the jungle. Um, and his main right-hand man is Hanuman. So that's a monkey king if you've never heard of him before. <laughs> And it is a a Rama mantra because you're asking for Rama's energy. Um, and and boy, it's not it is a short not a one. short one. Um, I remember the first time I asked Jeremy about this. I'm like, what's the one that goes up a dumb the whole thing? And you're like, oh, the Apadama pa mantra. I was like, sure, that one. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. When did you first think of um, um, it? was listening to Thomas Ashley Ferran's um, uh, healing mantras. Uh, see, oh, the, the book that he has and the the audio book are actually two different titles. So I want to make sure that we get this correct for mantra, people who are interested in mantra. Sacred words of power. It's the audio book. Sacred words of power. The audio book mm-hmm. and the book is healing mantras. Uh, by Thomas Ashley Ferrand. It kind of follows the same um, 
the same format uh, for both of mm-hmm. them. But uh, if you want to have if you want to have the audiobook and to be able to follow along, it comes with a PDF, or you can buy the Healing Mantras book. They have it on Amazon. You can find it, or you can um, you probably find it at most bookstores. But um, when I first started listening to uh, that audiobook, it was it grabbed me like it was one of the first mantras that really had an impact on me um, that I that I hadn't heard before. And uh, in the book or in the uh, in the audio book, he does a um, 10 minute attunement with it. Mm-hmm. So as he's you know, he just sings it through for 10 or 15 minutes. I don't think he does a complete 108 with it because uh, it takes a while to do that. But um, there's just something about the mantra itself that feels really good. Do you want me to like read the entire? Can you just actually just chant it for everyone? Yeah. Om Apadamapahattaram Dattaram Sarva Sampadam Loka Biramam Shri Ramam Buyo Buyo Namam Yaham And the mantra itself, the translation for it is, Om, O most compassionate Rama, please send your healing energy right here to the earth, to the earth, twice for emphasis, salutations. So, Buyo, Buyo is the earth realm. That is why we repeat that twice. Namaha uh, is the salutations. Um, It's... It is really interesting when you hear certain mantras to things that actually click Mm -hmm. with us. I have always felt a strong connection with Rama. Um, he's an avatar of Vishnu. We'll also get into this. We'll go through the the ten quote unquote avatars of Vishnu yeah. at some point. But Rama is one of the more um, the more well known earthly, yeah, earthly and well known that we can that we understand. Like Krishna and Rama, I think are are two of the ones that actually kind of make a little more sense. They're not a they're not a turtle. standing on the threshold yeah they're yeah exactly they're not uh so uh, (laughs) the best seed sound man it's an easy one to use (laughs) um so i rama i mean all of rama's mantras again are are about balancing uh both sides of the body as we talked about last week ra runs up the right side and ma runs down the Mm -hmm. left it's the the energetics of both sides of the body um and yeah it's uh i really don't i don't know what else to say about it honestly just to kind of discuss how good it actually makes you feel taking a deep breath and repeating something that is a little bit longer than normal in another language once Mm -hmm. it becomes um once it becomes easy and normal for you it just it's just like breathing literally it just kind of comes in and out and it feels like part of you it's so it's so easy to have it start rolling off your tongue once you've repeated it a few times and that might sound crazy if you're like I don't pick up languages quickly but there's something about the rhythm of this one that I have to really watch myself to not speed up because it just wants to like run out of my mouth and there's a reason that Thomas Ashley Ferron calls these freight train mantras because they feel like these trains that are just speeding up and that's what they do they are activating the energetic fields around you and when you think about um, the way that a body has a fever in order to clear itself out right in order to kill off the virus it's almost Mm -hmm. like when you're using the Apadamapa mantra you're 
field of energy is vibrating at a higher vibration and it's clearing out all the things that could be affecting you on an energetic level. And now some people would argue, therefore, it's it's going to clear you out on a physical level. And I am not giving medical advice. I'm not pretending to. I'm just saying that there have been stories. There have been firsthand accounts of people using this mantra and physically feeling better afterwards. I'm not going to tell you what diseases they had, just that if you have something going on, it might help. And for me personally, having chanted this during times when friends and family were sick with cold or flu or what have you, um, I've been able to stay well and not catch whatever's had, whatever's been going on or um, kind of slide by with barely getting a few symptoms because I think it does, even if it's just a placebo effect, <laughs> this mantra helps you heal on a lot of levels. Um, and when I do it, I do have to be very careful not to do it quickly. I love the way you sing it, Jeremy, because it's so slow and intentional and careful. And like the way you do massage when you're working on a body, you're like intentionally going through each of those sounds the way you would intentionally push on a muscle group. Um, whereas mine's like, yeah, it gets a little. <laughs> I start. I want to dance, but then again, yeah, like daughter of Kali over here. I just want to dance it all out anyway. Um, and I feel like there's for the the people who are just learning. If you want to, um subscribe to Jeremy's Patreon and get that recording. Like it will help you so much more to chant slowly along with it and feel each of the sounds in your mouth. And we talked about this last week and the week before about how important it is to say the Sanskrit sounds clearly. And with this one, it's the same thing. Um, Saying like, Oh, Apadamapa is going to be different than, Amadamapa or Apadapapa, right? Like it, it's going to shift it. You have to say Apadamapa in order to get the spell correct. Well, it's also going to help you to learn the language yeah. if you are interested, because you're going to understand how each sound uh, correlates to each of the symbols in Sanskrit. Right. Um, I think something else that you said is incredibly important. There is something about um, positive thinking or about having, like, like we've said, these. These um these energies and these entities are archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're working with Hanuman and you are, like I said, if you're a, a warrior or if you're a, an athlete, if there's something that you need more energy in your body, then you know working with Hanuman mantras are going to help you to kind of regulate your energy so that you have it when you need mm-hmm. it. Same thing for healing mantras. So any of these healing mantras, um, we're gonna we, we're talking about Rama currently. We're gonna talk about a Shiva mantra. Uh, there are obviously uh, different forms of Shiva. <laughs> He's not always about healing. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, again, having that, having that correlate and then, you know, bringing more of that energy into, into your field, into your presence, into your mind. Like, you're going to be more focused on these positive aspects that you're wanting to bring in. It's not just about wishful thinking. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're literally attracting that energy into yourself. You're amplifying that energy inside of yourself. And that is going, you're going to be a beacon for other people who are looking for the exact same thing or that are looking to, to put that energy out into the world and maybe want it mirrored back from you. So you may find other healers in the same way. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned Shiva. So 
the next two mantras we're going to talk about um you had a really awesome passage that broke it down from the book um would you read that i certainly will (laughs) um so this is from the power of mantra and the mystery of initiation by pundit rajmani (laughs) tigunayat yeah pronounce his name correctly um uh, this is about the Gayatri and the Mahamrityunjaya mantra. The Gayatri mantra we discussed a little bit last week, and the Mahamrityunjaya mantra is the um, is the Shiva mantra that uh, that Amy mm-hmm. is is talking about right now. So, um, just uh, just to read a, a little bit, if you be patient with me here. <laughs> uh, traditionally, the Gayatri and the Mahamrityunjaya mantras are given for the purpose of eliminating obstacles. In fact, the ancient Vedic tradition, one of these mantras was given to prospective students when they were still children, long before they knew anything about spirituality. These mantras were an inseparable part of the child's spiritual education. As a result, such children grew as radiant spiritual seekers, and when they embarked on their spiritual quest during their youth, they had very few obstacles to overcome. The Gayatri mantra is traditionally called the mother of the Vedas. Its practice enabled the sages to receive revelation of all other mantras, for this mantra shuts down mental noise, washes off karmic impurities, purifies the ego, sharpens the intellect, and illuminates the inner being with the light which flows directly from the source. The Gayatri Mantra connects us to the teacher within, helping us to receive inner guidance and inner inspiration. The process of purification begins in the deep unconscious and gradually pervades all aspects of our personality. We become new and fully transformed from inside out. Although the transformation is rarely instantaneous, the effect of this mantra, this mantra is immense and everlasting. The Mahamrityunjaya mantra, on the other hand, is healing and nourishing. In a sense, it is the heart of the Vedas. The healing force awakened by this mantra seeds Uh, Excuse me. The healing force awakened by this mantra sends forth its ripples from body to psyche and from psyche to soul. It strengthens our powers of will, knowledge and action, and it unleashes enthusiasm, courage and determination. The vibration of this mantra awakens the internal healing force while attracting nature's healing agents, creating an environment in which both forces converge. The Mahamrityunjaya mantra connects us to the healer within. And it helps us to receive full nourishment from food, herbs, or any discipline undertaken for our total well-being. According to the sages, there are two ways of overcoming obstacles to our spiritual unfoldment. Either clear away the hurdles by overcoming our weaknesses, consequently gaining inner strength, or strengthen the strong part of ourselves even further, freeing ourselves from weaknesses. Gayatri practice reinforces the first method, and the Mahamrityunjaya the second. Gayatri focuses on cleansing, Mahamrityunjaya on healing. Ultimately, both practices lead to the same goal. So good. Okay, so the yeah. Gayatri mantra was the first mantra I ever worked with, ever, um, when I first had a solitary yoga practice. I didn't have access to yoga studios a whole lot because I was on the road all the time. And I would say the Gayatri mantra at the beginning of every single time I did my practice. And that year was beyond transformational and um i think can i do that one yes (laughs) please so the the short form that i would say and this is the one that i have recorded on my patreon right now for people who are on the mantra meditation tier um is 
Om Bhu Bhava Svaha Tatsavitur Varenyam Bargo Devasya Dimai Kiyo Yonaha Prachodayat. And it's more of a like a sing song. And that's the version I learned because Yoga Journal didn't publish the entire thing. <laughs> And so I Googled the words that I found online and I found a nice melody that went with it. But the version that is the true Gayatri mantra in in many senses of the word of true that Thomas Astri Ferrand shows um, in his book and his audiobook is Om Bu, Om Bhavaha, Om Swaha, Om Maha, Om Janaha, Om Tapaha, Om Satyam, Om Tatsavitur Varenyam, Bargo Devasya Dimai, Tiyo Yonaha, Prachodayat. So you can hear it's a little bit longer. There's <laughs> quite a few more titles to throw in, but it is so peaceful and so calming. And because it does take a long time to do, by the time you get done with it, it's like, oh, I just meditated for almost an hour. And it feels really freeing to think that you could do that and that you had the strength of will to do that. And for me, I know when I finish it, I'm like, oh, it's done now? Because there's a change in the whole energy of the house when it when the melody's like shifting around the room. What about you, Jer? Uh, same thing. I really am, uh, I was super drawn to the uh, the Gayatri mantra and Gayatri is um, it is a uh, it's one of the meters in mantra so there are lots of there are a lot of mantras that you'll find that have uh, throughout at the back end mm-hmm. the Bargo Devas Yadimahi Dio Yonaha Prachodayat it's it's just one of the meters of the mantra and uh, I, one of the things that I really liked about this, we, I think you kind of touched on this last week, the, uh, it covers all of the chakras. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, it's a, a literal way of doing a chakra clearing on yourself as you're drawing the energy uh, up through the earth. Yeah. You know, you started uh, on Boo. Boo, again, is the earth plane. That's the, uh, the, the realm of, of manifestation. Bhuvaha is the atmospheric plane. Swaha is solar region or... Um, uh, we'll get into this at, uh, in another podcast, but Swaha is the consort of Agni, and Swaha right. is the smoke. Uh, Swaha is the um, it's the it's prayer. So you're saying thank you to the the, the person or the deity that's actually taking your prayers to right. the gods. And it's the it's another throw in of the feminine principle, which is an activating force within the power that you're doing. Yeah. Um, Om Maha, the first spiritual region beyond the sun or the heart vibration. So that's you know. Uh, it's our, our fourth chakra. Om Janaha, the spiritual region beyond the sun, power of the divine spiritual word. Tapaha, the sixth chakra, third spiritual region beyond the sun, sphere of the progenitors, realm of the highest spiritual understanding while still identified with existence as an individual mm-hmm. being. Uh, Satyam, the seventh chakra, abode of supreme truth, absorption into the supreme, uh, into the supreme. Um, that's, you know. Yeah, Satya, truth. Well, that's the bliss state, yeah. So, in Om Sat, Tat Savitur Varenyam, the realm of truth, which is beyond human comprehension. That's, you know, that's our higher, higher chakras that are kind of disconnected from us as our, in our ego body. So, um, and I may as well go ahead and finish this off. Bargo Devas Yadimahi Dio Yonaha Prachodayat. In that place where all the celestials of all the spheres have received enlightenment, kindly enlighten our intellect. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, so you're basically taking the light of all the realms 
and infusing your own energetic field and physical body because you're doing it with sound vibration with that light and the very very base translation that i used to say in english was to the eternal earth and air and heaven that glory that resplendence of the sun may i contemplate the brilliance of that light and may that sun inspire my life and so it's that pulling down the heavens that you hear so much so frequently talked about in magic where they say like you know you're drawing down the moon you're drawing down the sun you're creating within you a space for the divine internal light and the Gayatri mantra will do that. And that's why it's healing because um, there's no space for, for disease essentially when (laughs) you have the divine within, it just pushes it out. The light will shine through the darkness. Right. It's truth. It's literally truth. Um. It's a beautiful one. It's a once you again, another one of those things where once you've got it memorized, uh, it just kind of rolls off the tongue and you once you start to equate the uh, the different words for the different realms as well, I think it comes a little bit easier because mm-hmm. you connect boo to, you know, to the earth plane or to the to the first chakra, Bhuvaha, Svaha, Maha, Janaha, Tapaha, Satyam. Uh, once you get that and it becomes kind of a cycle for you, it's like you kind of start feeling it in yourself. It's the same as we were doing last week with the um the uh the chakra mantras lam vam ram yam hum and om mm-hmm. uh, you can you start to sense the energy in yourself as you repeat the cycle yep. you know okay uh now let's move on to our buddy old shiva, oh, shiva. so a lot of times oh, if you google for this mantra it's hard to do the full sanskrit name but if you say om triambakam in the Google search bar, it will come up. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say it, Jer? Sure. <clears throat> Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandim Pushtivadanam Urvarukamiva Bandanan Mrityoro Mukshiya Mamratad. So good. Yeah, and the uh, the translation for that one, which is, it, some of the translation in this is so interesting and beautiful and slightly strange. <laughs> uh, Shelter me, O three-eyed Shiva, bless me with health and immortality, and sever me from the clutches of death, even as a cucumber is cut from its creeper. That's the part that makes no sense to me, the whole cucumber bit. But the rest of it makes sense with the story. I love the story of this mantra um, in Thomas's book with Mark Andea, the little boy who was doomed to die at 16. And he could feel death approaching him to take him away. And he cries this out. He says, oh, Lord Three-Eyed Shiva, please even now shelter me and so shiva basically makes it impossible for him to ever turn 16 because that was when the curse was going to come to pass death could claim him at the age of 16 so he's paused an hour before his birthday and they say that even now there's still a young man in the himalayas meditating and singing this mantra (laughs) like that is a dope story (laughs) like no hold on pause death let me just uh, also though <laughs> this always cracks me up when i sing it anton's like i wouldn't want to be 16 forever that sucks <laughs> oh lord yeah but i think 
the the general idea of calling on a, an eternal being to remind you of your own eternal nature mm-hmm. is where the help is instead of like trying to be young forever which is what our society is obsessed with it's just realizing that your soul is forever young no matter how old you get Right. Yeah. I mean, again, with the whole thing about the cucumber being cut from its creeper, uh, I, uh, it's interesting because when you think about it from a standpoint of being born, um, you know, as above, so below, we come out of our mother and we're still connected to the, the, the umbilical mm-hmm. cord. And then we have that cord that's connected to our soul cord. Right. You know, it's, I, I think there's the idea of um, cutting off uh, cutting off and being able to remain on this realm, which is uh, again, another one of the stories that he goes into in the, in the audio book is that you can't take your body with right. you. It is not, it's impossible. You know, we have a very strict return policy. On this planet. <laughs> <laughs> have to give it back to the planet. Um, and uh, to be able to, to be able to have that separation, it's, it's healthy. It's actually, it's healthy. To yeah. Die. To have that disconnect. Yeah. It's, and that's one of the things where it's kind of, I, I have kind of, it gives me pause in this. It's like the, to go back into it and to be, you know, part of the cycle physically. Yes. But I mean, you know, again, one of the goals of, of magic and of mantra um, is to be able to, is to, to be able to quit doing this cycle where we have this, this forgetfulness, like us to be able to come back whenever we want to, to manifest into a form and to be able to remember exactly where we left off and to be able to have all of the knowledge and the power that we had from beforehand. Right. Like, I think there's that, that is something to do with the actual fall, like the fall of mankind, at least told in the Bible and a lot of the other religious texts is we, we are down here and you can climb and climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. But at some point you're going to fall back down again. Well, it's like you know, what Graham says with all of us having, we're a race with amnesia. We've forgotten our right. roots on every single level. And the great beings, the ones who have ascended, who have shown us the, the pathways of light, essentially, like when you look at Hathor's story or at Isis's story, they remember all. They remember every little bit and they spend their last lifetimes on earth in the remembrance and in the activation of all that comes with that when you look at Thoth the Atlantean like that wasn't his first lifetime he was just there to try and help and then he came back as Hermes Trismegistus to tell the story um, like mm-hmm. all around the world there's so many cases Viracocha down in Peru Quetzalcoatl in Central America um Shiva even like and they all the incarnations of Vishnu like you said we'll get to those um in another podcast but they they continually come back and remember Christ was said to have been this child that was like scaring the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees in the temple because he knew so much about the inner workings of the religion that like they couldn't even have taught him Um, And he's the son of a carpenter. How could he have known all that? Well, he remembered. And so there's this feeling that these beings that are here as teachers and are coming back again and again, when we call on them through things like mantra, through things like magical invocation, when we cast our circles and ask them to be present and witness the work we're doing, we're asking them to kind of like teachers check off our report cards and say, yeah, they figured this one out this time. Next lifetime, they get to remember it. And when right. we tap into the Akashic Records, which again, that's a whole other podcast and I've got some stuff dreamed up for it. Um, we're remembering 
ourselves. We're remembering our past, our present, our future, which is weird to say, I remember my future. Um, but <laughs> it's part of that <laughs> magical paradox. And we're not saying that these mantras are going to save you from the brink of death per se, because we are all supposed to die um, as humans. And we're just saying that it's going to help you in the transition that is death. So either you're going to not die as quickly as you might have without them, or you're going to die in a way that isn't as traumatic as it could be, that isn't as fearful, that isn't as in such trepidation of what's on the other side, because you know what's on the other side. Well, I think that's, yeah. I was going to say, your, your soul will continue on and your soul will have a wonderful host of family waiting for you, whatever you feel like that family is, whether it's aliens or angels, it's going to be there on the other side. And the more that you activate that light now, the easier that transition will be. Right. And I think this is also, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, it's helped, it helps us to be okay with things ending. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just, this is, we're discussing health now, but like, just like with the death card and the tarot, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not, it's not death. It means that something's ending so that you're opening up to something new. Right. And, you know, just like Gandalf <laughs> says, you know, death is just another part of life. Like we are, we, we have to have things that end so that you can make space for other things. Right. Oh, if, th- if, 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 if eternity is timeless and everything's happening at once, that's great. And technically that's what's going on. But like, on earth we have 24 hours in a day and if you don't start making some space for other things then you're never going to accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish in life like you have to finish school so that you can go out and work and do the things that you love you know you have to relationships have to end a lot of the times for us to learn parts about ourselves and part of parts about relationships that we don't want uh we have to get let go of jobs so that new things can be opened and this is comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning about expansion you know right. like having a chance where something has ended or being able to like use these mantras to help you transition through times of quote-unquote death or, or ending phases will help you to open up to some of these new possibilities and it's going to strengthen your resolve, I think, and in, in being able to kind of attack and tackle uh, new, new things in your life. It is. And speaking of endings, I can hear a crying baby downstairs. So I feel like we have to end this podcast right now. <laughs> well, let's do that. But I do want to say um, we, uh, my business partner and I have transitioned a lot of our offerings to remote. And uh, I'm, I love connecting with people. One of my favorite things about doing table work is actually hearing people's stories, helping them process. And I am, uh, I'm still wanting to do that in a remote setting. If people are in Boulder or in Denver and are, are willing to kind of um, face the possibility of going outside and receive massage work, I'm still doing in-home sessions. I'm also still seeing clients in the office so long as it's not a major health concern and the people aren't, yeah, compromised. Exactly. Um, but also, if people are interested in doing this type of work with me online, I you know, am more than happy to uh, set up conversations. Where can they reach you to, email-wise? Uh, you can reach me at jeremy at voicehandsheart.com, or you can find me on Instagram. It's voicehandsheart or Jeremy Renta. Uh, you can DM me, or you can reach out by uh, v- via my email. Um I would love to help people kind of start establishing their own practice to help people kind of deepen their practice uh, and to help them build their confidence with, with all the things that we're discussing now to be able to kind of like, you know, 
to tackle some new stuff. And even you know, if it's, it's like chanting lessons, you have formal voice training. So there's that too. Yes. And yoga. Yeah. I mean, we've got all of these possibilities. Don't be a shut in, yeah. you know, I, and I, I realized too, like, um, all the podcasts and all of the things that I've been consuming for the past 10 years, the amount of times that I actually reached out to people uh, was very rare, partly is because, um, you know, it's, I, I listened to a lot of people that had a large following, and you didn't always get a response. They can't respond right. to all uh, or text messages, but you and I are pretty available. Yeah. So if people do want to reach out, if they do want to chat, if they have questions about mantra, if they have questions about body work or, or energy work or magic more than happy to, uh, to get into it with people. So please, please, please reach out. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to connect. Yes. And same for me. I'll be posting, um, throughout this week about the different offerings I'm going to be creating for people. And so, um, follow me at which goddess mama on Instagram or reach out to me at, um, like through the DMS and just ask if you want something specific. Um, or else follow us on Patreon under the same name, yeah. Jeremy Renta and Amy Solara. And we are always more than happy to answer questions and set up individual sessions and healing sessions. Because right now, more than ever, I feel like magic is really important. Keeping that hope alive, keeping that belief in, in our own power when we feel powerless. It's really important. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Patreon will be updated with fresh content this week. Uh, since we do have downtime, do? you may as well be creative, <laughs> as we said. Yeah. All right, y'all. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Wash your face. <laughs> and afterwards, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> eat healthy food. Eat nourishing soups and broths. And um, nourish your mind, too. Don't sit in front of the news all day long looking at updates. Try to find something that makes you laugh, something that makes you smile, something that kind of brings the light and the joy back because staying in a state of fear isn't going to help anybody. Ooh. And chant a little bit. Yeah, just do a couple of ohms, even if you start out with that. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Super easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much for with us in our tangents and thank you Jer for all of the magic you bring into my world Thanks.